Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hello, this is Larry Post, Senior Tax and Financial Planning Advisor at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. And in this episode of a podcast, I wanted to talk about some topics that I hear all the time. You can call them ridiculous financial advice, crazy ideas, but I heard them over the course of my career and I've really never seen them all together in one place. And I happen to be reading something posted on the Huffington Post website uh, written by Casey Bond on January 25th, 2019. And it kind of reminded me of all these things I've heard over the course of my career. Here's just some of them that seem crazy. Uh, but at the time most people hear them, they don't. So the first one is basically uh, you're told by people, especially bankers, that you should carry a balance on your credit card to increase your credit score. Unfortunately, it's not a great idea. Um, carrying a balance on a credit card has no impact on your credit score. Okay, It does ensure that you pay interest to the bank or the credit card company. And depending on your rate, it could be a fairly high rate, uh, which could cause problems with debt. Um, keeping a balance low and paying on time is the way to improve your credit score. So again, paying on time is the key factor there. You can have a balance, but it's making sure you pay on time. And typically you want to keep your balance low compared to the overall credit limit you have. Two, avoiding credit cards. You hear a lot of people say, don't have credit cards, don't have credit cards. Well, I think that would be good advice if you were trying to avoid debt, if you didn't have control over your spending. You don't want to get yourself into debt and end up with those high interest payments. Uh, but understand that having a credit card helps build credit scores. That's why it's a good time uh, sometimes for your college students to make sure they get a credit card in their name and make sure they pay off their balance monthly. You don't need to keep a balance, but what you want to do is use the credit card, pay off the balance monthly, and that does help build credit. So some point in time when they go for a car loan, they go for a home loan, they actually have established credit. All too often you see people going for a home loan and they actually have zero credit. They have never established credit in the past, and that actually is something that can hurt you. Um, you know, the other here, things sometimes you hear you say is, you know, the, the amount of mortgage you can be approved for is what you can afford. That is not necessarily true. Now, understand that banks do have certain rules to approve you for debt. And typically, they use the 28%, 36% rule, whereas your housing cost should be no more than 28% of your gross monthly income and your total debt shouldn't be more than 36% of your gross monthly income, which is fine. But that doesn't mean that's what you can afford. What they don't take into account is retirement savings, college savings, other savings, other spending that you have a commitment to, could be alimony, could be child support. You know, that doesn't come into play. So understand you have to take into account your total spending to determine what you can reasonably afford in a mortgage. Um, this is the one I hear all the time as a tax preparer that having a mortgage 
or increasing your mortgage, having a larger mortgage is better because you get a tax deduction. Well, that seems crazy, right? First of all, it's a deduction, not a credit. So if you're in the 22% bracket, 24% bracket, you're only getting a, a deduction for partial amounts of your payments to the bank for the interest. That's number one. Number two, because the standard deduction is so much higher, a lot of people are not even taking itemized deduction, so you're not getting a deduction. And the only thing you can assure yourself if you have a mortgage is you're going to pay more money to the bank, and therefore the house or whatever you financed is going to cost you more money. Plain and simple. Uh, and it could reduce your other spending because your payments are higher. So understand that uh, having debt may not be a bad idea, especially if your interest rates are low and the money that you would otherwise use to purchase the item is being invested. That's a different scenario. But having a mortgage because of the tax deduction is not necessarily a good idea. Um, typically, a lot of financial advisors tell you you need a, an emergency fund equal to six months of expenses. Well, th that's good advice, but it really depends, right? It depends on your job, the security of your job. What are the chances you could be terminated, fired? Uh, how many earners are in the family? Do you have a, a spouse that's working or a significant other? How many other family members rely on your income to eat, live, pay bills. So there are a lot of factors that determine how much you really need in an emergency fund, and there's no set answer. Um, if you have too little in an emergency fund and you do lose your job, you could go into debt. You may have to take money out of qualified uh, retirement plans that you don't want to. But on the same side, if you have too much in an emergency fund, you could be losing opportunity costs where in today's interest rate environment, you are getting very little in the way of earnings on that money. So understand that it isn't a one and done answer acceptable to everyone. Uh, another thing sometimes you hear is, you know, you're given student loan packages, your child is applying to, or you as the student are applying to school, they give you all this student loan package, which could be made up of grants, it could be made up of work study, it could be made up of loans. And we just make the assumption if they gave it all to me, that must mean I need it or I should take it. And the answer is no, that's not always the case. Understand any type of student loan, in, uh, um, student loan package you take may have interest rates that are higher than you would normally like. And there could be alternative funding mechanisms that may be better for you. So please make sure when you do get a student loan package, you know every aspect of it, and then you could pick and choose which pieces of that package you want, and maybe use other funding sources for the overall cost of tuition, room, and board. So just be aware, it's not all or nothing. And then um, the last one I'll talk about, which I think is really a unique uh, topic, is only invest in what you know. And I think sometimes people do that. They only invest in names of stocks they know and companies they don't know that never invest in. The, the problem with that is, you know, diversification is very good. So you want to diversify your portfolio and you're going to own companies and, and maybe funds and, and fund companies and maybe you own exchange traded funds from companies you've never heard of. And I think that's important to understand that, you know, we can't know everything right? Especially the average investor who's not a professional in the business can't know everything, can't know every security 
that's listed on the markets, can't know every uh, ETF or fund company out there. So uh, when investing in only what you know could create undiversified portfolios. So be real careful. Diversification is very good. And I would advise you, obviously, to enlist the help of a professional. Trust that professional. So you, um, you know, get the best of the best. And the professional is going to have more knowledge in that area than you will. So these are just some things I heard. I think, you know, when I look back, the one I hear all the time, and I, again, I used to work in the banking industry, but I was on the investment and wealth management side is the, you know, have a mortgage because it's a tax deduction. And that to me just... It, it's you are paying money to the bank. And I use the scenario of, you know, you earn a dollar in wages, you pay the dollar to the bank and in mortgage interest and the government with a tax deduction may give you back 22 cents or 24 cents, as opposed to I earn a dollar from working and I don't pay the government. Uh, and I, I pay 22 cents to the government or 24 cents to the government and I keep the 70 uh, plus cents um, I'd rather keep 70 cents than keep 22 cents, right? So it's much better deal to keep your money. So I hope these topics, again, like I said, as you know, I've heard most of these uh, one-offs during different conversations with people, during uh, things I've read and heard, and uh, I just happened to see them all together in one place and thought it would be a great idea just to expound on those topics and why they're not necessarily good financial advice. Again, some of these may be good advice one-offs for this person or that person. It's always about your circumstances and what your goals and objectives are. And if we can be any help at BWFA, please contact us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.